Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 168. We're going to talk about questions that coaches should be asking prospective players who they're thinking about adding to their team. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Also, let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you're in a position where you can help us, please come on board as a patron. It's five, ten, or twenty dollars a month. If you become a patron, uh, you're gonna go a long way towards helping us keep everything fast pitch and coach prep going. Um, we've had a good year this year. We've added a bunch of patrons, we've added a couple of sponsors, but the reality of it is we're still operating in the red. The number in the red has gotten a lot smaller, uh, but we need to uh, keep pushing the envelope to try to get some more people on board so that we can work on uh, getting that number out of the red and into the black. So um, if you can, again, patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, one of the things I can't help but notice every single time I look on social media, especially looking through the fast pitch softball groups, is that 75, 80% of the posts that I see are teams looking for players teams looking for pitchers in particular. And one of the things that I think uh, has happened, and you can tell me if I'm uh, crazy about this or not, that for a lot of teams, we've become so desperate to find players that sometimes I don't know that we're being as selective as we need to, or as cautious as maybe we should be about how a player is going to fit into our team, um, how they're going to mesh with the team that we have. And kind of desperation has pushed us to the point of, basically recruiting every every player that might fit our needs versus trying to find the right player or the perfect player. No, I think that's for sure a true uh, a true statement, Tori. We've worked so hard to get teams that have just the right number of players and so everybody can be happy, everybody's playing and um, as soon as things go wrong or, you know, we we slip up in any way, injury or somebody moves away or gets disenchanted with the direction we're headed. We end up scrambling for another player, and it can be challenging. And just like you said, we can be forced into a situation where we're bringing somebody on board that maybe we haven't checked into as much as we might like. Right. So that kind of brought us to this idea of what are some questions, what are some things that uh, coaches should be asking? What are the kinds of things that we should be working towards understanding better about a player before we bring them in? And I think that it's really kind of a tricky thing because it's not like you can walk up to a player and say, so are you a jerk? Mm. Are you hard to get along with? Do all your teammates hate you? Why are you available? Why is this your fifth team in five years? And so trying to find a way to ask those questions as nicely and politely and, and friendly as we possibly can, but still asking those kinds of questions, right? The reality of it is that uh, you know, we, we've talked a lot about when a player comes onto a team, you know, we, we hope that we're giving them a clean slate and letting them start from scratch. 
But I also think that there has to be a little bit of buyer beware mentality anytime you bring a new player into your team. I will never forget one of the funniest things I've ever heard a college coach say, and it's uh, Carol Hutchins, who just retired from University of Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Uh, We were uh, working at a coach's clinic together, and and, uh, there was a panel about the recruiting process. One of the questions led her to make the statement of that she really wishes on a home visit she could go into a player's room and look in her closet to see how many different uniforms were hanging up there. Yep. Again, one of those kinds of crazy things because, you know, we want to give the player the benefit of the doubt as much as we can. But if a player has been on five teams for in five years or, or three teams in two years and things like that, you know, I think we also need to be aware of the fact that, you know, there's some combination of events that have led to that happening. No, I think that's a, a super point. Again, if they've left a number of other teams, why would this be any different when they join ours? Right. You know? and, and so I think yeah. the million dollar question is how do we get to the nuts and bolts of of why they left but still make it as positive an opportunity and and comfortable an opportunity as we possibly can and so you know i think that whatever your style is as a coach i think you need to have those conversations with player and parent Um, i think it's something that you need to be delving into as as politically correctly as possible I do think you need to be asking questions. You know, why are you looking for a team? Why are you here for our tryout? And now their answer could, you know, be total BS. It could be they're really, you know, doing a good job of marketing themselves to their next team, trying to cover up the the past history. But I think sometimes you're also going to find out that it's, you know, we're looking for a more competitive team. We're looking for a team that, you know, plays at a higher level. You know, those kinds of things are way different and way more optimistic answers then my old coach was an idiot. The old coach didn't know what they were doing kind of thing, which you know would be more of a red flag raiser. No, I think, and, and just like you said, Tori, we'll all have some questions that we ask and how we ask them. And I've come across people that uh, have a, a short list of things that they want to know, you know, whether a, a kid would rather be playing on a team that loses, but they play every inning or playing on a championship team that they have to sit out, uh, you know, might be the next one in. Right. If they're comfortable with that kind of role and, you know, again, trying to find out how they see themselves fitting into what they are looking to join in our group. Are they looking to join to contribute as a, a middle infielder or are they comfortable being an outfielder? Because we, we may have other other ideas as well. And, you know, I find with a lot of our travel kids that train, many are only interested in staying close to home. Right. Some some only want a, a two weekend a month commitment. And there's others that are like, you know, my team's not playing enough uh, tournaments on the weekends. You know, we, we take two or three weekends off and then we play a tournament. I find myself picking up all the time. So I, I probably just need to be with one of these other teams that's playing all the time. And that's, you know, how they see themselves interacting and you know, a much more active or, or busy setting. Right. So yeah, to find those type of things out, I think is really insightful. But sometimes the, the really nitty gritty things, we might need to be asking other people and maybe not, not the player. Right. Well, family, see, and, right? and, and, but yeah. but that's, that's kind of the, the reason why I wanted us to talk about this, because I think, you know, we, we had a, a question a little bit ago on everything fast pitch, where basically a player had left a team, was apparently successful and happy and doing a really good job on their new team. And that old coach from the previous team was basically on a mission to torpedo this kid's career. Trying to undermine right, before, you know, new opportunities. Unsolicited. Yeah. 
it's kind of a, a hard thing because I think, you know, depending upon, you know, how a player left their last team, you know, it might be a 100% legitimate, understandable reason if we could see it from as a third party looking at it from the outside in. But for both parts of the the decision to leave a team, the, the coach that was there and the player that left, you know, for them, it you know, might be 180 degrees, you know, diametrically opposed opinion. Coach might think it's the worst kid ever, and the kid might think it's the worst coach ever. And somewhere in the middle, the truth, you know, the truth probably Will resides. Found, yeah. But I think we want to, you know, put together, and, and again, you know, planning, I think, is a really important thing for anything that we talk about. And from a coach prep perspective, I think coaches, when you're getting ready for tryouts, when you're getting ready to make offers to teams, you should have a script, you should have a list of the things that you're going to ask, and you should have put some time and effort into what's important, what fits in with your style as a coach, what's going to fit in with the, the culture that you have within your team. And for some teams who you know, show up on weekends and have kids from, you know, from seven different states that just show up, they play for a weekend and they, they, they go home and they you know, have very few, if ever, any practices. You know, for that team, the list of questions is going to be really different than a young developmental team that's just starting in travel ball that's going to be practicing twice a week and playing a little bit and, and working on, you know, trying to build these kids up and turn them into something. We need to know this stuff up front. Right. And, and, and you as the, the coach who's looking for players, typically if you're adding just one or two players, you already know a lot about your team, right? Knowing what you know about your team, who's going to fit in? How are they going to mesh with who we have? What kind of personalities do we think are going to be an addition versus a uh, distraction? But put together a list, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten questions. However you want to ask them is up to you. But, you know, again, trying to be as non-threatening and as uh, conversational as we possibly can. I always liked open-ended questions versus yes or no. Because I thought the more let, somebody let would share, right, and yeah. the more somebody talks about a situation, the more they you know ha- kind of have a conversation about uh, with you about what had taken place, what they're looking for, what their wishes are, what you know must haves are. That it gives you a whole different feel to it than do you expect to play a hundred percent of the time? No. Yes. Do you expect to be the starting shortstop one hundred percent of the time? Yes. Okay. Well. As you said before, if it's a situation where, hey, we've got a really strong team, we've got, you know, we, we've got a track record that proves it, you know, we're looking for one or two players uh, to come in and, and round out our roster, but we've got a, you know, a really strong team coming back. We finished, you know, third in the nation last year, and we think we're going to be at least as good or better this year. So that means, you know, this is the kind of role players have. You know, even my best player sits out 10% of the time. My number one pitcher still only pitches three games a weekend no matter what we may have to shuffle positions to right. be the strongest we yeah. can be you know, the, yeah. or, or you know we're we're at that recruiting age and our primary goal is to make sure that the players who need to get seen get seen and so even though it might be your daughter's turn in the rotation because she's already committed that might mean when her coach or her potential future school is there how are you going to feel we're going to juggle the lineup to make yep. sure that she gets in and, and that means your daughter might not play the exact number of innings this weekend, you know, you know, how, how's that going to go? How are you going to feel about that? Of course, you always have to be prepared for the fact that some people are going to answer however they think you're supposed to answer. <laughs> but then it's on them. But, but, but again, that's where that conversation comes in though. Cause I think, you know, most of us have a little bit of a BS meter, right? We can tell a little bit when somebody's just trying to give you the answer that they think you want versus 
somebody's being honest and reflective and, and really telling you what they believe. So I think, you know, all of that's part of this process, but have the list, be prepared, go into it knowing you need to know more about this player than her batting average, her fielding percentage, the number of strikeouts she had, you know, how fast her curveball is or how many pitches she throws. Those are all secondary to, you know, how she's going to really fit in and blend in with your team. Tori, I really like the the thought about the list and but when you say that, I mean, you really have to write a list. Don't have one in your head. Right. Because a lot of times when we get uh, in front of people or when we're excited or distracted with all the meeting itself, a lot of times without that list, we forget about things. But also, too, um, during any of these conversations, we might come up with new things to put on our list. Right. And if it's a physical list, then it's easier to manage and right. keep up with and, and check off as you're going through the conversation. Well, and, and the other thing, too, about the list is it's just a way to keep you grounded in what you're really trying to do. If your team needs a pitcher and you're sitting there with a mom and dad and pitcher who's really talented, the I want to win games part of your brain can get overpowering and can yep. overrule Skip the I want to have you know, I want to have a, a team that gets along and that I want to coach Skip all year a, long. Skip a couple yeah, key so, so, lines on your list. Yeah, so you might you know you might dodge a couple of questions if you don't have them staring you in the face. Right. Right. And again, now some people would still dodge those questions because the I want to win games part of their brain is so overpowering. But when that happens, you know, the looking at that list of questions is going to hopefully keep you grounded. Yeah. And, and if you don't, if the I want to win part wins, don't be shocked when you didn't win as much as you should have, because there really was a reason that she's been on seven teams in six years. And if you'd done a little bit more homework on the front end, you know, a little bit more of that preparation in advance, um, you might have been able to save a little bit of that aggravation. Well, I was going to say, and you're looking out for everybody when we're more thorough like that. So that's going to wrap up uh, number 168. Um, as always, please support Anderson Bat Company and go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. As always, if you have questions, comments, ideas, suggestions, reach out to us at everything fast pitch at gmail.com or fast pitch prep at gmail.com. Coach Don and I want to make sure we're talking about stuff that you're interested in and we really do appreciate the feedback. Also, make sure you go to the fastpitchprep.com website. Uh, order your square cuts training discs there, the $49.95 a dozen. If you order them right now, we're going to try to get them to you in time for Christmas. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Torrey saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.